0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. I am actually on a series on the book of James. And uh, some theologians call the book of James the book of wisdom. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really great book. And, of course, we, we discovered that James is the half-brother of Jesus. He grew up with Jesus. And, uh, of course, it's tough to grow up with a brother that's perfect, right? Yeah. So, uh, praise God. But uh, he grew up and uh, and he became the apostle of the Church of Jerusalem as well as the pastor. And so, let's just let's get into the book of James here. And um, let's just recap because I love recapping because, you know, we tend to forget. Amen? And that's the reason why even when you're pr- in prayer and uh, how many people pray out here? Amen. And when you're praying, it's good to have a notebook. I'm going to say again, because you never know what God may want to say to you in prayer and um, to write it down, because I find that sometimes God may speak to me and I say, oh, yeah, that's good. And I walk away from prayer, but I never write it down and I forget. What did he say? (laughs) Are you hear what I'm saying? And it's easy to forget. God could give you a word. He could, he could show you something. And so um, and then also when you pray, um, when you have a notebook and a pen, it, it's an expectation that God will speak to you. And I'm talking to anybody today. It's an expectation that God because most people, say, oh, yeah, you know, God never talks to me. No, no, he, no, he does. He talks to you through his word. He can talk to you through any way he wants to talk to you. I was um, I was uh, I was talking to Yin about a secular song uh, of the secular group, and um, you know a lot of the um, cartoons, uh, the movie cartoons, they have a lot of the old seventies and eighties songs. I forgot what cartoon that, and it was you know, and so I said, yeah, yeah, that's an old group that I used to listen to back in the eighties, and I, and I played a song for her. it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. anybody ever remember Earth, Wind, and Fire? And uh, they, they used to have some great concerts. And, um, and so, but I played this earth, wind and fire song. And the Holy Spirit touched me through a secular song. Can you believe that? And, and you say, how can God work through his... God can work through anything. God can even work through a secular song. I mean, God can get to your family members through a secular song. Amen. He can get to your family members through a sign in Arby's. Amen. Amen. You guys remember that story when I was uh, headed to uh, Bible uh, a college and and, um, you know, I was preparing to go to Ramah and I was sitting at Arby's and um, and I was going out to Oklahoma and and there and they had signs all up. And I just looked as I was eating my anybody ever eat at, at Arby's in here. Amen. And I used to I used to love Arby's. Amen. I don't eat that stuff anymore. But um <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm more of a Wendy's man myself, but anyway, uh, Ar- Arby's. And so I'm sitting there eating, and I see these signs, and they have you know you know their their slogan for that year, and they, and and it says "Head West, Young Man." And I look up "Head West, Young Man," and this is right before I went to 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 to, Ram- uh, to Ramah, which is out west in Oklahoma. And I saw head west, young man. I said, okay, God, you're trying to tell me something. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying that God can speak to you through a many different ways, many different avenues. So we don't want to limit God. You know, I think sometimes we're more religious than God. Can I say that again? This is just a side note. I, uh, you know, uh, this is not my message. But sometimes we can be, we don't think that God is hip. You know, we, we think, oh, God is boring. You know, the world wants to paint God as boring, you know, stiff, you know. But God's not like that. Well, I think when we get to heaven, we're going to be shocked how, how awesome and how far out God really is. I think we're, we're going to be really shocked. And, and God doesn't want religious Christians. Amen. You may say, what? No, he, he, he wants spiritual Christians, but he doesn't want us to be so bound up in religion. Amen. He wants us to be walking in a relationship. Yes. Amen. Yes. in a fruitful relationship with him and with others. Amen. Yes. You believe that today? Amen. And when you're in that great relationship, it's not work anymore. You know, it's not the misery anymore. It, 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 it gets good in God. Amen. So let's just go. Let's look at this and just recap, because I, I, I need a recap. And just I'm going to throw in this commercial. We're going to have another praise and worship service tonight at seven. So come on out, because I think there's a lot to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. And I, I got to keep thanking God for this place. You know, Amen. and I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to come out here tonight, Lord, worship you again. Amen. Thank you for this place. Amen. And, you know, you can't thank God enough. Amen. You can't give God enough praise, enough worship. And, and I'm telling you, that that is an attitude. If you want to, how many people want to receive more from God in this place? Amen. Amen. Then you're going to have to if you're going to receive more from God, you're going to have to increase your capacity uh, to thank God, your your capacity of worship. And when you worship and, and you have a thankful heart, it opens the, the blessings of God in your life. You believe that today? Amen. And so and I'm going to say this. I've been worshiping God. I've been really getting into it. And every every morning. I try every morning. I, I don't hit it every morning. I try to play worship songs and, sp- and spend 10, 15, 20 minutes just worshiping God. Amen. And just giving God glory and praise. And, you know, and I've been seeing God do things. So so I want to I encourage you. Start worshiping God. Yeah, you might be walking in a blessing right now, but you could be met walking in major blessings. I mean, there is a blessed life, but there's also there's an overflowing life. And I don't know about you, but I want the overflow. Yes. I want the overflow of blessing in my... Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So how, how do you tap into that? Start worshiping God. Yes. Thanking Him. Thanking Him for what you're believing Him for in advance. Amen? So, so we see here in the book of James, just a recap, uh, It talked about we, we talked about trials and tests in the very beginning. And of course, James says rejoice in the trials and tests. And in that rejoicing, uh, you can get a, a right perspective. And in that rejoicing, you can grow in peace, uh, perseverance and patience. And then when you do that, when you're in in an in a in a in a attitude of patience, because faith works by patience through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. So so when you stay patient and you have to say, you're asking me, Pastor, I've been waiting for a long time for my breakthrough. Stay patient. Keep believing. Keep expecting. It's going to happen. Amen. And, and so and so through that process, if the enemy can't get you, sh- you know, sh- shook up in the storm of life, he has no handles on you. He can't control you through fear and anxiety. Amen. And that's the way the devil tries to control us. And then when we're in that test, sometimes fear and anxiety comes our way. And we try to act independently of God. We try to get it fixed ourselves. But the Bible says, ask God for wisdom. So it's always seek wisdom um, uh, in the plight that you may be in so that you may be able to possess the land that God's calling you to get into. Amen. And then once you get your wisdom, uh, uh, if you're still in that fight uh, trying to get that peace level, the enemy's going to try to tempt you to try to go back in your old ways where you used to get comfort. And he's going to try to get you to go back in some of your old vices. Amen. And, and where, you know, and you and, and, the, and you know, those things will never satisfy you. And so what the enemy will try to do is put pressure on us and, and say, God's not with you anymore. That's what the devil will always tell you. God's not with you. Things aren't working out. And you get so frustrated, sometimes you go back into those dark areas that you came out of. And, you, and you're looking for love in all the wrong places, amen. right? And, and those things always end up empty, amen? Yeah. And you're not going to get any satisfaction. No more, no more, no more, no more, no more. That's 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 a a song can't get no satisfaction, but you won't be able to get any satisfaction going back. You have to keep pressing in to be satisfied in God. Amen. So so we found out last week that you can overcome those temptations. Number one, by trusting God, by praying through and by taking authority in Jesus' name. Somebody say trust God. God. Amen. Pray Pray through. Take authority. So I just gave you a little recap. Did I get that done in five minutes? I think I did. And so and so we talked about last week also, don't be deceived. And in what, when we're being when we're dealing with, with trials or tribulations, again, we're deceived at times thinking that God, you know, the, the, sometimes a religious person will say, well, God's allowing this on you. God's allowing this cancer on you so you can grow closer to God. You know, God's allowing. No, no, the devil's coming to try to clean your clock. You you know, and and God has already given us authority in Jesus's name and we got to stand our ground. And the devil is a he's a thief and he's coming and he's trying to rip us off all the time. And he's going to try to, you know. Uh, uh, move into our lives and take whatever he can, but you don't have to let him take anything from you. Amen? And so, so we got to be not deceived. Uh, every good gift comes from God. Amen? And from the Father lights, with whom there's no variation shadow turning of his own will, he brought forth the word of truth, that we might be kind of first fruits of his creatures. And, and so what, what, he, what uh, James is saying is, like I said last week, God is good, the devil's bad. Amen? And so we got to get a revelation of that. whenever Wherever we're at, wherever is attacking us, God's not behind that. The, the enemy is trying to steal from us. Because my Bible says that Jesus came that, that I may have life and have it, what? More abundantly. Amen. And so if it's coming to steal, kill, and destroy, it's not abundant life. Amen. And I'm going to walk in full throttle abundance. Amen. How many people are walking in full throttle abundance in here? You're moving in that direction. Amen. 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 And so, so here, a, a lot of times also what happens is when we're in a trial or a test, um, sometimes uh, we, we get angry and upset. Amen. And, uh, and here, uh, James, in, in James 1, 19 20 says here, So my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. And a lot of times, sometimes when things aren't going our way, we, we, we practice this in the opposite. We're quick to wrath. We get angry about the situation. Then we, we shoot off our mouths. We're quick to speak. And, and, then, and then we don't listen to anything that's going on or what God is trying to tell us. Be calm. Be cool. Cool out. You know, the Holy Spirit will always try to tell us, cool out, man. Cool out. It's not that bad, right? And so, and so sometimes we, we get angry Really quickly. And so we have we don't want to practice this in the reverse. We want to be quick to hear. We want to be slow to speak and we want to be slow to wrath. And He says the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. I'm going to say this. What if the enemy is attacking you in any area? Get ready for the double. You know, uh, Job was attacked in his health and his finances. But you know what? He came back at the end and he got double. Amen. So when, whenever the enemy's going to come, it, when, he will come. He will attack us at times. But if we have the right heart attitude, we walk through it, we keep standing with God, we're going to get the double. Amen. Why? Because God is the God of justice. Right. And when the enemy's coming to get you in an unjust way, God's going to turn it around for your good. The devil's sorry that he ever messed with you. He's sorry that he ever messed with your health, your kids. I'm telling you, because that's going to drive you even closer to God. You're going to keep speaking the word of God. You can keep believing the word of God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, good's going to come out of the evil that the enemy's trying to do. Amen. You believe that today? Yes. Yes. So it says here in Proverbs 29, 11. Uh, let's look at this because let's just talk a little bit about anger today and uh, just quickly because he says be slow to wrath and Proverbs twenty nine eleven says a fool vents all his feelings but a wise man holds them back. Can I read that again? A fool vents all his feelings and but a wise man holds them back. Amen. You know, I understand this because, you know, I've been working on trying to refinance my house and, and I'm on my fourth processor and it's been a year. And uh, I'm like, God, you know, and I was questioning, God, do you, are, are you in this? <laughs> I'm thinking, but I prayed it through and God said, I'm in it. It's just the, you know, just things are, the enemy's working and things are working. And so I called a super, uh, well, before I called a supervisor, I called over at, at, at my bank. I was going to name the name of the bank, but I'm not going to do that. And um, I'm on my fourth processor. And, but I was talking to the lady and she was getting me a, uh, uh, a supervisor. I said, I need to talk to the Supervisor. But I started telling her all my woes. Do you know what I'm going through? You know, and I said, I just I, I'm not mad at, at, the, at all these people that's working. I'm, it's the underwriters. Right. Uh, you know, I'm going to say this. When you're in a restaurant, a lot of times it's not the waiter's fault that your food is bad. It's the cooks. A lot of times it's not because it's the waiter don't blame the waiter. Sometimes the cooks are slow. Sometimes the cooks don't have it right. Are you listening to what I'm saying DJ? And, and, and we, can't, we, we can't blame, you know, I, I can't blame these processors. It's the underwriters that keep telling me to do, keep me to do the same things over and get the same over, information over and over. But I started giving them all. I'm, I understand that sometimes we need to vent our feelings. Sometimes you just need a vent. Anybody need a vent out here? It kind of helps a little bit to vent. Amen. It it it, it kind of helps you just to get it off your vent. You know, that's why I'm here, you know. I you, you call me if you need a vent, just vent. I'm cool with it, you know? Cuz I like to vent every once in a while too. Amen. And sometimes you just need to get it off your chest. And then then God can start talking to you once you vent a little bit. It's okay to vent. Amen. But don't do it too often because you become a whiner. And you don't want to be you don't want to be labeled as a whiner. Amen amen, or oh me, amen, every once in a while you can. And uh, Proverbs twenty five twenty eight, it says this way, it says, uh, uh, it says here, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. So, so you know, uh, we got to learn to control our emotions. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I listened to Brother Hagin, I don't know if anybody ever watched Brother Hagin or whatever, but if you ever listen to his how he ministers, he's he's very flat line minister and he doesn't really go up and down. He's just kind of, you know, me, I'm kind of up and down when I'm preaching. I'm here, here, here. You know what I'm talking about? But he's kind of like a, you know, he's a teacher, you know, and sometimes teachers, you fall asleep real easy on teachers. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but he's a, but 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 he's very calm and uh um, and my mom says, yeah, he's just, he's hes not really. I said, well, I, I think he's probably an emotional person by nature, but he he, he he's on purpose that he stays calm because he's trying to train himself not to get overexcited. Amen. In other words, because the enemy can work with people that are very passionate. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So be very careful. You might be a passionate person, but learn to... Control yourself at times. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about when we're worshiping God and the Holy Spirit's moving like this morning and all that. I mean, we should let loose. Amen. There's times let loose in God. Amen. Amen. And uh, but 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 we need to learn to be calm and and learn to calm ourselves. I've learned some breathing techniques when I get upset. I got to breathe in. Breathe out. (laughs) Try it. It may help you. Okay. I might. I'm helping some people here. today. (laughs) Amen, we'll continue Amen Wax on, wax off No, we'll continue (laughs) That's the Karate Kid For some of you who don't know the movie Wax on, wax off Okay. (laughs) But I thought I was going to learn karate First, wash my car No, we'll continue (laughs) Some of you might feel like you're in the washing car ministry Wax on, wax off Amen. But there's a purpose why we're going through some stuff. Amen. And so Ephesians 4, 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Now, you see, we have a we have the propensity to, to give place to the devil. And we do that by getting, ang- you know, by allowing anger to continue to stay in our equation, I mean, I was getting so mad at, at something one time. This was uh, three weeks ago. No, this is years ago. And um, I was getting so angry and, and I was mad, angry. And, and, and the Holy Spirit said, be careful. Your anger, anger could send you to hell. I said, oh, really? I didn't know that. You know, Yeah, yeah. Your anger can actually uh, get you in a place if you start hating and, un- and not forgiving people and holding things back. And, it's, and then eventually hating on God, you know, you can end up walking away. You know, the devil wants you to hate on God. You don't want to hate on God and you don't want to hate on people. Amen. See, the devil will always try to get you to hate on God and blame God for your problem. Amen. And a lot of people are walking away from church because they're blaming God for their problems. God's not your problem. Amen. He, he's your solution to your to to your problem. Amen. And so, so we don't want to stay angry. We got to be very careful that, that we're not allowing anger to control us. Amen. I'm preaching to myself this morning. I'm a, I'm a, I like to say I'm a passionate person. Some may say you're an angry person. No, no, I'm a passionate person. Amen. And so we got to, let's, let's look at James 21. Uh, and and uh, I titled this, stay pure and holy before God. Look at your neighbor and say, stay pure, stay pure. and holy before God. And so in James 21, it says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow with wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. And as I read that, you know, some, you just read. Sometimes you read the way it's written. It's kind of like, what, what is he saying here? Well, I, I went to the New Living Translation and and that translation kind of makes it easier to digest. It says, get rid of all filth and evil in your lives. And humbly accept the word of God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. So we see here he's saying, get rid of filth and evil in our lives. And he's talking to us as Christians. And in other words, there's there's the possibility as Christians that we could allow, you know, a measure of filth in our lives. It's quiet in this Methodist church today. And we got to be very careful that we're not allowing, you know, the way the world thinks and the way the world view things. We don't want to view things the way the world view things. And uh, uh, Apostle Paul gives us a strong warning against ungodliness. And as Christians, we can walk in ungodliness at times. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) We can walk in ungodliness at times. I'm, I'm kind of trying to move through it myself at times. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, I was, I, you know, sometimes I'm carnal. No, pastor. No, I mean, I was talking to my brother the other day and I said, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking about getting another loan from another loan company because this bank is not working with me. And I, and I said, I said, I'm about ready to give that, that bank I'm working with the finger. Well, that's not really good <laughs> to give a bank the finger. But that's how I felt about it. And when you hear about the finger, what do you think of? Well, don't even think about that. But are you hearing what I'm saying? But I was saying, and I said it to my, one of my brothers, and he laughed. I said it to my other brother, he didn't say one word. So either my brother was, my other brother I talked to that laughed, he was a little carnal with me, or he wasn't religious, and the other one was religious, and no, we won't go there. And, uh, <laughs> but it just felt good. I want to give them the finger. Doesn't it feel good every once in a while just to say those things just feels good to the flesh? Oh, I love saying stuff like that out of the flesh, flesh. Amen. Because flesh wants to be satisfied, satisfied and gratified. Right. And sometimes it feels good just to tell people, I want to give you the finger. You know, are you hearing what I say? The flesh really enjoys it, but it really will work havoc on our hearts. Amen. And we don't want we don't want. Remember, I said last week, we keep giving a piece of our mind out to everybody. We'll lose our mind. Right. right? So we don't want to be, we don't want to lose our mind. I've been in there in that situation at one time. Amen. And, um, and it feels good to give somebody the read them. the Was it the, the, right the right act? act. Thank you. <laughs> Has anybody ever done that in this place? today? read somebody the right act. Right man. Oh, man, I did that one time. Whew. And but you know the Lord revealed some things to me. I need a walk in love. Amen. And so, anyway, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Let's get back to this. So get rid of all filth and evil in your life. Now, now here's a strong warning against ungodliness. This is Ephesians 5 3 and 7. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Now, I'm going to stop here and say this. God loves each one of us, and he knows where we're at in our walk with with him. Amen. But there is a process where we need to grow out of some of these things. And, and, and because it will hinder w- w- the blessings of God in our life. If, if we continue in some of these areas, God may want to really, really, really bless you. But it could be hindering some of the blessings he wants to put in your life. Right. Amen. Amen. So so it would be good to curtail or to to grow out of these things. Amen. And, you know, I, 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 I'm learning and I'm growing out of these things. Amen. Say, say, I'm growing out of these things because we all have a measure of that in our life. Lo- we can all have even just a little bit. Amen. And so it says here, not fitting, but rather giving thanks for this, you know, that no fornicator. These are this is very really powerful. And this is a strong warning. No unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. So the Apostle Paul is warning us. He's warning us about ungodliness. He's, he's warning us about, about uh, you know, filthiness and foolish talking. and caution. He's warning us. Why? Because we're supposed to be Children of light and not children of darkness. And we're supposed to be leading people into a higher dimension of life. Amen. 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 And people are watching us. And if we claim to, to serve Jesus, we need to act like Jesus. Amen. I know that's strong this morning. I, but we need to try to act like Jesus. Amen. I don't want to act like the other guy. You know, the other guy. Old Slewfoot. foot. I don't know why the old time preachers would call him old slew foot. I don't know what that means, but, but, but no, I shouldn't say old crushed head because Paul says, may, may Satan, may the God of peace crush Satan under your feet. Right. And so we, we know that. Amen. Uh, in, in, in time. So, so Satan is being crushed under our feet. Even now, as I minister, do you believe that today? Amen. Amen. And so it says, For this you know that no fornicator or unclean person, I'm going to read it again, no covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God came upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. So so what do we do if we find ourselves in that place? You know, we got to be very careful as Christians, and and especially with social media and with everything, you know, we got to be very careful that we don't start falling in love with the world. Amen. We, we got to be very careful. The Bible says, if, if, if you love the world, the glitz and glamour of the world, the way the world conducts itself, uh, if you love that, then the love of the father's not in us. Amen. And the, and, and what, what is, what is, uh, what's all about the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the boastful pride of life. That's not from God. And so, you know, the lust of the eyes, I want everything. I got to have that new iPhone 5G. Got to, got got to have it, got to have it. You know, you don't know you don't have to have it. You don't have to have the 5G, even though mine's ordered. And I'm getting no, I'm kidding. But uh, you don't have to have it. It, You know, yes, you can. God wants you having the best if you believe God for it. Yes. But don't be don't be like, you know, greedy. I got to have this so I can look so I can keep up with the Joneses. Is there any Joneses in here? Okay, And um, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? No, no. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. Amen. And, uh, and so, so uh, again, the lust of the eyes, the, the, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, amen? Uh, that's from the world. And we don't want to fall in love with the world. I, I was talking to my brother uh, this week, my other brother, not John, and I was talking to him about how uh, when I was immature in my walk with God and moving closer to God, I remember I, I watched this, um, remember, like Access Hollywood and those, those TV shows that give all the gossip on the Hollywood people. Remember that? Yeah, what, what? What? Some of them? Now you won't even answer me. <laughs> I'm trying to get somebody to answer me, so I can pray for you. Amen. Yeah, Access Hollywood, Pastor, every, seven o'clock every night. And uh, <laughs> but I was watching it one day, and uh, and I found myself because uh, you know, you know, the enemy will see. The devil wants to transform you into the person he wants you to be. OK, and so, you know, the devil, the devil will always try to lie to you and make you think you're greater than you really are. You know, the devil will tell you that. And, and you know, the devil would say, you know, if you can't sing a lick, the devil will say you, you can sing great. You could be a superstar. Right. The devil will tell you that. And then you go on, you know, what, what's that show that, you know, America got talent. You got some of these people singing and they can't sing a lick. They can't carry a tune if they had a briefcase. And they say, what happened? How did these people get in front of everybody, right? But the devil will lie to you and make you think you're greater than you really are. You've got to be very careful with that because pride will always enter in. And the devil would, would work on me and say, oh, you could be a movie actor. You know, yeah, I could be a movie actor. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, and end up, you know, you know, overdosing on drugs and dying at 40. Yeah. And... Um, and so the enemy will get that. And so I'd, I'd start watching this Access Hollywood or, you know, those shows that talk about the Hollywood figures, you know, how, you know, you know the, how nice their homes are and all that. And so I'm watching it and I'm watching it one day. And, you know, and, um, and, and this, this is years ago. And I felt uh, what, what I call uh, holy terror come on me. Has anybody ever had holy terror come on you? Yeah, it, it, it's, it's different than being scared. And being fearful, it's different than than the devil putting fear on you. The devil will put fear on you, but holy holy terror comes from God. You don't want that. And I got this holy terror, like, but I'm only watching Access Hollywood, you know. <laughs> and what was God saying to me? He said, "You're falling in love with the world. You're idolizing these people. You know, you're you're moving away. Your heart's moving away from me. Ooh, you listening? What I'm saying? I had that holy, holy." terror, you know, like I was in hell, you know, I mean, it was like, it was something I've never experienced before. And you know what? I pray that holy terror will come on the backsliders, (laughs) amen, (laughs) because it comes on back. They're going to be running back to church like fast because some of us need that holy terror. Amen. 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 And so, but it'd be nice to visit heaven, but however God gets you back to God, to himself, if it's holy terror, let him unleash it on you. Amen. And on your children, whoever's out there. Amen. So they could sense what it would be like to be without God. Amen. And so so let's move forward into righteousness. So so I, I turned the TV off and I never watch Access Hollywood again. Amen. And I said, OK, God, I, I, I get the point. Amen. So moving forward into righteousness. So so if we're in places where we need to grow. Amen. It says here in Second 2 Timothy 2, to twenty. 2 Timothy 2, 20-22. But in a great house there are, only, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some of honor and some of dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So he's saying here that, that we can at times be vessels of dishonor or we can be vessels of honor. But this is a this is a great thing. If we have been vessels of dishonor in areas of our life, you can turn it around. You can become a vessel of honor. Amen. And what do you do? You you, you stop doing those negative things. Right. And then you can be a place where you could be a vessel of honor, meet for the master's use. And then he says here at the end, um, verse 22, Flee youthful, lust, youthful lust, but pursue righteousness. You can say, "Well, I'm not a youth, pastor, I'm an older person. Yeah. Flee youthful lust, but pursue righteousness. You're young, your spirit's young. You don't grow old anyway. Flee youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Amen. And so praise God. And, and so you can be that say, say I'm moving. Towards being a vessel of honor, of greater honor. And see, when we move in that direction, see, God wants to bestow honor on you. You know, I heard this one minister and I'm about ready to get out of my seat here. I heard this one minister, he said, well, you know, when God blesses you and you get the blessings in heaven, uh, and it, there is a, it, it, there's some truth to that, but it didn't motivate me. And he said, when you get to heaven, you're just going to have, you know, uh, uh, you're just, you know, if you do everything right down here on earth, you're just going to have more responsibilities in heaven. And to me, that just kind of, eh. more responsibilities in heaven. I'm trying. I don't want it. As, I don't want more responsibilities in heaven. You know, you, you know, you, you know. It says, "For what much is given, much is required." Right? And the Bible says, "If you, if you," and Jesus does say, "If you know how to handle this, you're going to have more." Right? And we, and I understand what he was saying, but to me, that just didn't motivate me. You know, like more responsibilities and I think I'm just going to live a low level life Christian down here, you know, and not and not not be responsible for anything in heaven. And uh, do you does anybody think like I do, you know, more responsibility, more work, more, you know, more, more, more sanctification, more getting on my knees, more fasting. It doesn't sound like fun. Does that sound like fun to you? And so, but, but really, what we're looking for. Do you know what everybody's looking for? Are you ready for this? And I'm going to get close and personal with you guys. You know what we all want? We want God's honor. We want God to honor us. We're looking for him to honor. That's why when God answers our prayers, he's saying, I'm honoring you. When he answers our prayers and he does a breakthrough in your life, he's saying, I'm honoring you. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. We're looking for honor. Men die for it and babies cry for it. Honor. Are you hearing what i say? saying? I want the honor of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And when you get to heaven, it's not more responsibility. It's degrees of honor. In other words, there are some people in heaven that are going to have more honor. Honor, greater honor in heaven than other people. Some people that give their lives to, uh, to, to the Lord and were, were what I call lay down people, which means they gave it all to God. They're going to be more honored in heaven. They're going to have more honor with the Father. They're going to be closer. Their house is going to be closer to the throne room. See, see, I, 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 I read a lot about heaven and it's like everybody's in heaven, right? That, that's in heaven. They're all trying to move towards the throne room. They're all trying to run to the throne room. They're all trying to get closer to God. And, and I, I don't want to be the guy way back there. Do You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, how far are you from the throne? About 10 miles. <laughs> how would you live your life? I lived it for myself. I didn't care about the things of God. I got the gown of salvation instead of the robe of righteousness. You know, and, 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 but honor. I want, I want my house right next to Jesus. I actually want to, I want to sit next to Jesus at the table, at the banquet table. I like to be right next to Jesus. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much? I, I mean, I, I, know, I know John might be there. I know Peter might be there. But can I, can I have a seat at the table too? Does anybody ever think like that? Don't you? No, no, I want to be out. I want to be in the back. (laughs) I don't want to even notice. No, I want honor in my life. Does anybody want any honor from God in the house? Am I talking to anybody today? People want to be honored. The Bible says here about honor. He says if you come into an assembly of somebody that's, you know, that has high degree and you take the high seat but they don't know you, you need to be very careful because they may put you in the back seat. But, but it says that when you come into assembly, you take the low seat, and if they say, hey, there you are, come to the front seat, then you come up to the front seat. Amen. Amen. I used to fight to get in the front seats whenever I went to a meeting. I'd be running to the front seat. You know, I want the front seat because the anointing is right there, right in the front seat. It's great to be in the front seat. I love being, I have, I have seat faith, not seed faith, but seat faith. And when it's a, because this place is going to get so crowded, you guys going to have to fight for your seats. I, 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 I'm prophesying. You're going to be fighting for your seat. You better get here early. And, I, and I'm telling you, because the anointing is just going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And I'm telling you, those clubs, they're going to be nothing compared to the church of God. And, and you think and clubs are shut down anyway. You know, I can't drink past 10, right? But, but uh, you didn't know I knew that, did you? Okay, we'll continue. <laughs> I don't drink. Amen. Only I drink of the goodness of God. Amen. So what am I saying? I'm saying that we all want the honor of God. So it's not just more responsibility. It's greater levels of honor. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Now, let's, let's look, continue here in, uh, in James 1, 22, 26. And we're moving towards that because you all, all you guys are going to be at the table near Jesus. Amen. At the banquet table. Amen. And so James 1, and 26, it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, And not a doer. He's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forget what kind of man he was. But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is uh, useless. So what he's saying here. Uh, This is the caption. Is faith is hearing and doing, and so you know you know I don't want to get so much into this, but but your faith is not just hearing only, it it, it's hearing and doing, you know faith without action is dead, right? So faith without corresponding action is dead. So so if you truly have faith, you're not just going to hear it, you're going to do it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You're just not. A, 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 and if you're a person that just hears the word and not, not and you don't do the word, you don't you, break it down. Pastor, Lee. what do you mean by that? Pray for those who hurt you. Amen. That is a good one. That's a hard one. Pray for those who hurt you. Yes. That's one of the hardest ones in the book. Are you hear what i say? saying? When somebody hurts you and somebody stabs you in the back and somebody you trusted and, and somebody betrays you and to pray for them uh, who despitefully, that, that's, that's doing the word. Amen. People that have, you know, done things wrong to you, pray for them. Father, uh, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's hard. That's not easy. But you can do it. And you keep praying for him. And keep praying for him Amen. until that hurt leaves your heart. Amen. And then you, can, then you don't have any hurt in your heart because if you have hurt in your heart, you hurt people. And it, and it destroys your ability to have fruitful relationships with others because you will always walk around with a chip on your shoulder. Yes. Yes. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And you've got to pray for the, your enemies. Amen. Put the word of God in practice, and, and, and it, the Bible says, "If your enemy's hungry, feed him." And you remember what, what, what Yin said? Well, well, how do you know they're hungry? <laughs> <laughs> they may not even be hungry. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's right, and I didn't think about that. They might not be hungry, but if you're in, but if they are hungry, if they look hungry. Feed them. Yes, sir. Amen. That's got to Why? take money out of your pocket and bless somebody that has cursed you. Yeah. Do something nice for them. Amen. That's actually putting the word of God in practice. Yes. Amen. And so we see that. And, and and of course, Jesus talks about this. And I'm closing down now. It said, I don't even have my clock. Amen. I know I'm pretty close there. It, Jesus talks about building your house on the rock. OK. And uh, it's sort of like the, 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 the three little pigs. Guys, remember the three little pigs? Remember the story of the three little pigs? You know, the wolf huffs and puffs and blows two of the houses down, right? But the three little pigs, that one pig, you know, he he built his house, you know, with brick, you know, the rock, you know, and we need to be building our house with a rock of God's word. Amen. Or the enemy is going to come and huff and puff and blow our house down. Amen. And that's basically that I believe that story came from this. I don't know, but it sounds good. And it says here, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, this is Jesus. And I don't have a script do I have a scriptural reference? Yes, Matthew seven, twenty-four through twenty-seven. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them is like him a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Rain descended on the flood came and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. So see, see, the rain and the winds coming to everybody. But when you're building your house on the rock of God's word, walking it out. Say, I'm walking it out, pastor. So you got to walk it out. You mean you got to walk it out every day. You got to walk your faith out every day because the enemy's working against us every day. You got to get up, read your Bible, quote your scriptures, praise God, be nice. Did I I said it? Be nice (laughs) to your spouse (laughs) and everybody around you. And, uh, and you got to walk it out. See, I'm walking it out. But everyone who hears these saying to mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. So so we see this, that the story here, you got to have a good story with all this. And it, it, it has to be Samson. Now, I'm not going to go in the story. You all know about Samson, right? But see, he, he, he was, you know, man used miley of God but, you know, he had a lot of carnality in his life. You know, Samson had a lot of carnality in his life, right? You know, he put his head in the lap of Delilah, right? And, and, and he was with the wrong person. See, the devil would love to get you hooked up with the wrong people, right? And Delilah didn't care about Delilah, okay? Just that name, Delilah. And uh, Delilah. And, uh, and, and just, just a name like that, you know that's, you know, Delilah. I'm dating Delilah. you going out with Delilah? Yeah, man. Ooh, Fox. Yeah, Delilah. But you know what? Just because she's beautiful on the outside, she could be ugly on the inside. Just because you have good looks on the outside doesn't mean you've got a heart on the inside. And your heart is everything. And you better be with a person that has a heart of gold. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying today? They, they, they might not be all beautiful on the outside. But if they have a heart of gold, the, the heart on the inside will bring beauty on the outside. But if they're ugly on the inside, remember Shallow Hal? Anybody remember Shallow Hal? Anybody ever watch that movie Shallow Hal? Remember, he, he, you know, he was shallow because he always looked at people on the outside, right? And, and, and so he was always trying to get up with girls that were beautiful outside, but, but they, he didn't know what they had on the inside. So, so he, you know, he, Shallow Hal was hypnotized. So, he, so the ugly people he saw that had beautiful hearts, they looked beautiful to him. And the people that were attractive on the outside looked ugly to him. Remember, he was in that club dancing with all... Oh, we well, won't go there, but... Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But, but see, when we're beautiful on the inside, it will come out on the outside. And when we're walking with God, your beauty is inner beauty. Amen? And, and, you, and when you're walking with God, the beauty will shine forth and people will be attracted to the godliness that is in you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You don't have to flirt to draw people to you. No, it's the godliness on the inside. There's an anointing. There is a grace. The love factor. That when you spend time with God, it makes you beautiful and it draws people. Then you can tell people about God's goodness, God's mercy, God's love that brought you out of these negative areas of your life and brought you into beautiful things. Worship God in the beauty of holiness. Amen. Yes. Amen. Glory Amen. To God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And when you're walking that purity and that holiness, whoo, glory to God. You know, I love one of these scriptures. I stand up. I feel the anointing on this one. One of the scriptures I, I stand on, because one of the scriptures I stand on in Isaiah, 50, i got to close this down. But one of the scriptures I stand on in my prayer life, I said, Lord, I want the abundant life. You guys know that. And, um, but I, want, I stand on Isaiah 55, and it says in Isaiah 55, you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, right? And I, don't, I, want, to go, I want to be a joyful Christian, and I want to be a peaceful Christian. I want to go out with joy, and be led forth with peace, Amen. right? Uh, in other words, I, I don't need to be a Christian with a chip on his shoulder all the time. Amen. Amen? And I need to be, go out with joy. Say, go out with joy, Amen. and be led forth with peace. Amen. Amen. And so, and so, our, so I read in the scripture in Hebrew. It talks about how how that that uh, I think I believe we was talking about Jesus in Hebrews. How how he hated lawlessness and loved righteousness, and, and he was anointed with the oil of gladness. And so, when you love righteousness and you hate lawlessness, you, the joy of the Lord will be on your life. When you hate lawlessness and you love righteousness, when you love God and, and, and you, you hate evil, when, when you love the light and you hate darkness, when you, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'll tell you, God will put the oil of gladness more than your contemporaries. In other words, you'll have more joy than everybody else around you. The more righteousness you walk in, the more purity you walk in, the more holiness you walk in, pretty soon God will just bless you. And I'm telling you, you could be in a parched desert and still be satisfied. God will show you a little lily in the valley and the valleys all around you. But Jesus is the lily of the valley. And you can get so excited about that lily, even though there's valley everywhere around you. And you get joyful over that. Valley. I remember I was sitting in the car and I saw this bird just flying and I just got so joyful just watching a bird. I'm a bird lover. I love birds. Amen. Anybody love birds in here? I love watching birds. I, I love the bluebirds. I love the red birds. You know, I don't know the cardinals. I guess. And I, I just I I the blackbirds I don't really like watching. But the, the colorful the blackbirds I shoot them with a the BB gun. No, no. But uh, uh, it's the it's the colorful birds. I like the the bluebirds. Anybody Any bird watchers in here today? Does anybody like birds? Three of you. Right? Let's go on. Let's go on a trip. Let's go look at some birds. Amen. Let's go to a bird sanctuary. But anyway, uh, where am I at? So we're moving forward in righteousness. Let me just let me just try to pull this all together. Amen. And so as we move forward in 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 doing what God is calling us to do, we're we're obeying his word, doing what he he wants to do. We are building our house on the rock and we become all that God has called us to do. And my final word here is in James one, twenty six and twenty seven. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So so this is also, this is being a doer of the word. He's saying, you know, and you may say, I don't know any orphans. (laughs) You may say, I don't know. How can I help an orphan out? I don't know any widows. Well, what he's saying is try to help people that are in need. Yes, the orphans, we don't see that. But you know, when you give into the to Exceed Life Church and you give your tithes and your offerings, we just we support orphans through our missions, and we support or orphan or orphan orphan's promise, I think, and that's through CBN, and they help the orphans. And I just told you in today after reading this, I said we need to start adopting some orphans, and we need to start putting their pictures everywhere, and we need to start every month giving to an orf- uh, 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 orphan. Amen. You know they have organizations that help the orphans, the people that are all around this nation or all around the world, and we need to start helping. In other words, we need to get in a position where we're blessing people. When God blesses us, we bless others. Amen. Amen. And so we're practicing the kingdom of God. Did you receive it today? Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. And I thank you, Father God, that you are raising us up. To, to be doers of your word and, and to, to do all that you've called us to do. And Father, I thank you for the precious people here this morning. Maybe those that are watching online and you know there's areas in your life that, that you, need to, you need to let go of and there's areas that you need to embrace like godliness. And maybe you've never given Jesus a uh, uh, first place in your life. And today the Bible says it's the day of salvation. So, so I'm going to say this, that, that, that maybe you're still holding on to your life, trying to do your own thing. Well, you need to let go of that and put Jesus in the driver's seat. So, so if you're ready to move forward in God, you want, you want that abundant life I was talking about. Be, you know, I'm talking about fullness of joy, peace. Amen. Uh, just receive Jesus because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And just say this and mean in meaning your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.